Good evening. It's John Bound here on your radio dial on your podcast device. It is January 10th from DailyNewsCollective.com, a media sponge and propaganda antivirus. Well, tonight is the night that Joe Biden finally reaches the point of no return. His relationship with Ukraine and China, a vague, sordid affair, is now coming to light, has now bubbled to the surface as classified documents have been found at President Biden's think tank. This according to Tyler Durden over Zero Hedge. Classified documents from Joe Biden's tenure as vice president were found in early November at the Penn-Biden Center in Washington, D.C., citing two sources with knowledge of an inquiry launched by Attorney General Merrick Garland CBS News investigated into the roughly 10 documents that will be conducted by the U.S. attorney in Chicago, according to the sources. It's all being handled by the handlers from the very beginning. The classified materials were identified by personal attorneys for Mr. Biden on November 2nd, the day before the midterm elections. Richard Sauber, special counsel to the president, confirmed. The documents were discovered when Mr. Biden's personal attorneys were packing files housed in a locked closet to prepare to vacate office space at the Penn-Biden Center in Washington, D.C. The documents were contained in a folder that was in a box with other unclassified papers. The sources revealed neither what the classified documents contain nor their level of classification. But according to a source familiar with CBS News, we should all rest assured that they did not contain nuclear secrets. So we're just going to trust CBS News. Zero Hedge goes on to question, Remember when the DOJ raided former President Trump and made a huge deal about classified documents having been commingled with not classified documents? Well, in charge of this investigation is John Lausch. U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, who will seek to determine how the classified material ended up at the Penn-Biden Center, which just so happened to receive $54.6 million in Chinese donations after the Biden Center was announced in 2016. And now the sycophants at CNN are reporting that among the items from Joe Biden's time as vice president discovered in the private office last fall, are 10 classified documents including U.S. intelligence memos and briefing materials that covered topics including Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom. Attorney General Merrick Garland has received a preliminary report on the documents inquiry, a law enforcement source said, and now faces the critical decision on how to proceed, including whether to open a full-blown criminal investigation. The vast majority of the items in the office contain personal Biden family documents, including materials about Bo Biden's funeral arrangements and condolence letters. Of course, the Mockingbird Media is riding the narrative until the wheels come off. Thank you very much for joining us today. Now joining us to talk about the legal side of this, the comparisons and the the not comparisons. What's the the opposite of comparisons? Lisa Rubin joins me as well, uh, a legal analyst for MSNBC. Um, All right, so uh, the dissimilarities here, start with that. What's different about what happened with Joe Biden and uh, what's been happening with Donald Trump? Well, Katie, 
based on what we know today, and I will be the first to say that if what we know today changes, I'll come back to you and say my assessment changes as well. But based on what we know, there are three major differences that I can see, two of which have been sort of prominently featured by reporters and other analysts. One is the quantity. When we first learned about Donald Trump's potential violations, we've learned over time that he took and then retained more than 320 documents with classification markings. So far, the number of documents that we understand were found in President Biden's personal office number about 10. So one is quantity. The second is a question of where they were found. Obviously, in President Trump's case, they were found in a variety of locations, whether it be in his personal office at Mar-a-Lago, in the residence in Mar-a-Lago, in storage units in Mar-a-Lago, and then most recently in a storage unit in West Palm Beach, where some of the papers from his presidency were taken. Here, all we know to date is that documents were found in a locked closet in an office at the Penn Biden Center that the former president was using. But I venture to say the biggest difference here is one that the law recognizes, and that's one of willfulness. There's nothing to indicate, based on what we know so far, that President Biden either took these documents willfully or retain them willfully. And when you look back at the Trump search warrant application, there are three statutes that the Department of Justice said they were investigating violations of. One has to do with concealing documents from the government in an ongoing investigation. Certainly, we're not there with President Biden yet. But the other two have to do with unlawfully retaining or delivering documents, whether they be documents that affect the national defense in the Espionage Acts case, or just simply holding onto government records, those both require willfulness. That's a level of intent that we're not seeing so far in the Biden case. And that's a distinction with difference, Katie. But as Joe Hoft over at the Gateway Pundit reported, what many may not know about is the Biden Center that operates out of the University of Pennsylvania, UPenn, It turns out that Chinese donations for the Biden Center increased by nearly 400% the same year he announced his bid for president. Out of a total of 7.7 million in donations from China, 500 grand came from anonymous donors. After Biden launched his campaign in 2018, the total then jumped to 27.1 million, with anonymous donors giving 15.8 million. And in 2019, Chinese donors gave $26.9 million to the center, $6 million anonymously. Academia is awash in Chinese cash. It's time for administrators to start answering questions about it. When you pair the vast sums of money with the timing of Joe's election campaign, it's pretty clear that the Chinese money wasn't just because China cares about educating the next generation. It seems that this was all about access to the Oval Office, buying the Oval Office. Biden is also seemingly rewarding the people responsible for helping him get away with this. Joe is recruiting all the people associated with the Biden Center and putting them in powerful roles within the government, specifically in the areas of foreign policy. Meanwhile, the Gateway Pundit reported, that FBI agent Robert Cesario, who destroyed computer evidence against Trump's supporting lawmaker, gets three years probation, while the GOP lawmaker is rotting in prison for 18 years. Former FBI agent Robert Cesario was sentenced last week on Thursday for committing a federal felony. Cesario was given an incredibly lenient one year of probation for destroying evidence 
in a political trial involving former pro-Trump Arkansas State Senator John Woods. FBI agent Cesario admitted to just one count of obstruction of justice and received an incredibly lenient sentence. People close to Woods are saying that the Justice Department is just protecting its own in order to cover up the evidence that would prove former Arkansas State Senator John Woods is actually innocent. As reported earlier, the conviction was obtained using undercover microphones, many files of which were never turned over to the defense. When the defense asked for them, the court ordered them produced, which is when FBI agent Cesario destroyed them twice. When they looked on the computer that had the files before Cesario, it too was wiped by accident. And when the original recordings were sought from the recording devices, they disappeared. John Woods claims that destroyed evidence would have proven his innocence and shown the heavy-handed tactics the government used in order to get cooperating defendants to lie to convict him. As we all know, Joe Biden will probably never face any prosecution for what he's done, selling us out to our enemy, as directed by the Council of Foreign Relations, the Rockefeller Foundation, the City of London, so on and so forth. They are untouchable. But... North and South Medley, played by the United States Marine Fife and Drum Corps. It is on record. Conservative hero Jim Jordan will now chair a weaponization of government select committee. According to the Post-Millennial, this weaponization of government committee will chiefly focus on four areas. The collusion between the regime and big tech, the politicization of the FBI, the Department of Justice's targeting of parents at school board meetings, and the backstabbing genocide freak Anthony Fauci. These are the things conservatives have been demanding from Republicans for the past two years. The probe into communications between tech giants and President Biden's aides will look for government pressure that could have resulted in censorship or harassment of conservatives or squelching of debate on polarizing policies, including the CDC on COVID, according to Axios. If government personnel and agencies do not comply, subpoenas are likely to be issued per a GOP source. The GOP is committed into digging into the politics of the FBI, which not only include the work done to discredit accurate reporting from the New York Post in the lead-up to the 2020 presidential election, but the allegations of Russian election interference in the lead-up to the 2016 election. Biden's COVID czar, Dr. Anthony Fauci, will also be a focus of this new GOP investigation. The Twitter files revealed that social media companies were pressured to tow the Democratic Party line on COVID and COVID treatments. Those Twitter files showed unequivocally that the Biden administration, as well as those within the campaign leading up to the 2020 election and pro-Biden personnel in federal government, worked to suppress information that would have been detrimental to Biden. This suppression was undertaken by telling Twitter and other tech companies that so-called misinformation would be emerging that targeted Biden's youngest and only living son, Hunter Biden. And as Biden 
visits the El Paso border where immigrants are crawling out of manholes, filling up the streets. There's a cartel battle within shouting distance of where Biden was. I know, I know Joe's listening out there in the Lincoln bedroom. So I just want to let him know that the Biden regime's lawless border agenda continues to have deleterious consequences for ordinary Americans, this time in Alabama. Last week, an illegal immigrant named Marlon Pineda Enamorado was arrested and charged with six counts of attempted murder for trapping six people in a Robertsdale house and alleging to try to burn them alive. Authorities said his violent actions were triggered by his roommates telling him to find a new place to live. But instead of packing up and moving on, Pineda Enamorado decided to take his roommates' lives instead. He used gasoline to light several mattresses on fire inside his room and then tied a bungee cord on the front door to keep his roommates trapped in the house, according to local news WPMI. PMI. Police said one of the roommates called 911 and the officers arrived to find two people trying to escape through a window. They had to break down a door to get the remaining people out safely. A 73-year-old was taken to the hospital for smoke inhalation. Could have been you, Joe. And that from the Gateway Pundit. This from Infowars.com. Thousands of illegal aliens have arrived in Denver in the recent weeks. Nearly 4,000 migrants have showed up to Colorado's capital city, many of whom are being bused to other sanctuary cities by the liberal Governor Jared Polis. The vast majority of recent arrivals to the Mile High City are reportedly Venezuelan nationals who illegally crossed the U.S. southern border before continuing deeper into the interior. It's the easiest place closest to Texas, and there are people who will help immigrants here, Venezuelan citizen Javier Guillen told the Associated Press. As many as 200 migrants have been entering Denver every day. And of course, everybody here wants to wish a fond farewell to Lynette Hardaway, also known as Diamond of Diamond and Silk. Her last show was on December the 15th. She got really sick and passed away yesterday. Godspeed, Lynette. And according to The Sun, uh, counter-terror cops and security services are investigating a deadly shipment of uranium that was seized tonight at Heathrow Airport. The undeclared nuclear material can be used in a dirty bomb. It was destined for Iranian nationals in the UK, and it originated from Pakistan and arrived on a flight from Oman. Here, I'll do my English accent. The race is on to trace everyone involved, said a source. The package suspected of being smuggled to UK-based Iranians arrived in the hold of a passenger jet. Specialist scanners detected the potentially lethal uranium as it was ferried to a freight shed, triggering alarms. Border force agents swooped and isolated the unregistered shipment in a dedicated radioactive room. Counter-terror police were alerted and a security probe launched into who sent the cargo. It originated from Pakistan and arrived at Terminal 4 on an Oman air jet from Muscat. As replacement migration just continues to 
do its best. That's going to wrap her up tonight for the Another News podcast at dailynewscollective.com. You can find us at Newsbound and John Bound Politics on Twitter. And of course, all of these podcasts in the podcast section at dailynewscollective.com. So for January 10th, 2023, I'm John Bound. And good night, America, wherever you are.